You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is ESPN Radio. The top seven songs. Who has the better musical catalog? So why did we, why did we make the that, list that, if you were just going to take credit for all the songs you didn't put on your list? <laughs> that sounds to me like the tonality of somebody who's a loser. When number one Duke is playing Fordham, I expect you to beat him by 60. <laughs> wow. He's a November 9th game. You I, know I, that I, very wow. well. I, just, I can't even know that. November 9th. Bruce Springsteen's catalog deserves Wait, more than November 9th for them. I want to see who Duke actually plays on November 9th because that's what I'm going to call you for the rest of this show. Oh, Jay would have sat that game out and been like, oh, we did a great job. I played, I played great that game. Is it close, Harry? Bruce Springsteen? Prince? Catalog-wise? I'm taking Prince. I'm taking yeah, Prince all day. Yeah, me too. I don't even think I have to <laughs> dwell on that one. Yeah, I'm looking up Bruce Springsteen's catalog right now. No, it's Prince for me. I mean, just listen to it. I know, I know, Amber, I know, I know. Sang it. <laughs> Love me some Prince. Everyone loves themselves some Prince. Everyone also right now in the NFL loves themselves some Delvin Cook because he's got several suitors after he was released by Minnesota. He's been on a tour. And he's been flirting with teams all across the NFL. And now he's flirting with a new team, Harry Douglas, because he is in New York this weekend. He is meeting with the New York Jets. And why are the Jets in a position to flirt now with Dalvin Cook? They're in a position because Aaron Rodgers decided to hand them $35 million back and go ahead and give them the flexibility in terms of the salary cap that he seemed a little unwilling to do when he was in Green Bay. So petty is petty, even to the tune of $35 million bucks. So now the Jets can explore Delvin Cook as an option for this team. Well, I'll say this. $35 million is a lot of money, and that's a hell of a sacrifice by Aaron Rodgers. And it reminds me of Kings of Comedy. I mean, not Kings of Comedy, but Coming to America. You know, when they, that boy good. Damn, that boy good. That boy good. Giving up that much money? That boy good. But I would say this, Amber. Like, I think it's imperative because Dalvin Cook is in uh, New Jersey. I would say um, uh, up there at Jets training camp right now currently at the moment. And it's imperative that they make sure he doesn't leave this building without a contract because there's a reason why they're bringing him in because they feel like he's a guy that can help their their team from an offensive standpoint to have team success throughout this season. And I love everything that Brees Hall brings to the game, and I think he's going to have a phenomenal career. But when you can uh, add a player like Dalvin Cook who – within the last four years, have rushed for over 5,000 yards along with 43 touchdowns. He's a guy that you can get the football to in the past game as well, catching it out of the backfield. Also, he has that experience. He understands what it's like to play in the National Football League and have sustained success. I think you have to do it. You have to make that move. And the offensive pieces that they have, when you look at Garrett Wilson and bringing over Alan Lazard along with Miko Harmon, and you still have Corey Davis, you have Brees Hall. Right, you have Michael Carter as well, and if you have Dalvin Cook and they're two, uh, two or three tight end deep as well, I think 
this offense can do some great things, something that Jets fans didn't see last year because they were at the bottom total pole when it came to scoring, when it came to total offense, and just being dynamic on that side of the football. So if you can get Dalvin Cook and sign him to a deal, I think you would want to do that if you're the Jets in the front office. I mean, I couldn't hate this more as a Miami Dolphins fan. This scares the heck out of me. Right? <laughs> Tell us I mean, how you I really already, feel. <laughs> I was already scared, obviously, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers. Now you're going to go ahead and upgrade at a position where you already have one of the most explosive backs in the entire league, a, a very young guy in Brees Hall, but also a guy tore his ACL back in October. He started this camp on the pup list. Yep. And so now you have not just a backup to Brees Hall, right? But now you're bringing in a new number one. So then Brees Hall becomes the number two. Brees Hall gets plenty of time to heal. And the workload would be on Dalvin Cook's shoulders in that scenario. I hate this, hate this, hate this. Also hate this because it's inside the same division and the other team that has been named over and over and over again as a suitor for Dalvin Cook is the Miami Dolphins. So if you're the Dolphins, now you might be losing him and then losing him inside the division, which if you're the Jets, you have to take that into account as well because you know the Miami Dolphins have an offer on the table. And all of a sudden you have the flexibility because Aaron Rodgers just handed you that flexibility by restructuring his contract. And you're afraid that if you let him walk out of that building, Harry, and what you're saying is true, the old adage, right? If, if, you, if you really want a guy, you can't let him walk out of the building. You can't let him go home and mull over it too long. If he goes home and mulls over it too long, you might be thinking, you know what? I'm from Miami. You know, I really want to go back home. I already have a, my house down there. I don't really want to come up here to New York. But when you're there and he's in the facility and he's all excited about the pitch that you're giving him, about the direction of this team, about the possibility of maybe this being a Super Bowl contender now with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, you know you're going to be the number one because Brees Hall is injured. Maybe if you're Dalvin Cook, you'll be in a position where you want to sign on the dotted line if they put enough money in front of you. And if you're the New York Jets, you have to consider if you don't put enough money in front of him, he's not just going to walk out of your facility, but he might walk out of your facility and then inside the division back down to Miami and that's problems if you're the Jets. Yeah most definitely but if you're Brees Hall excuse me if you're Dalvin Cook and you're looking for things to entice you about this organization about this team number one Aaron Rodgers is the first thing that pops up and then you look at number two because he mentioned he wants to be a running back that can you know contribute he doesn't have to be that bell cow back so now you don't have to take on the full workload because you do have a Brees Hall you do have a, a Michael Carter also that can give you something and showed us last year that he could be counted on right but also you think about New York you think about Gotham City and what New York presents to you, my brother played up here for the Knicks for four years, and I'm telling you, he still feels like this is the best place he's ever lived, and he's been in Turkey. He's in um, uh, Portugal right now at the moment, and he's played in Miami with the Heat. He's been to a, a, a numerous of places, but New York was by far his favorite. It's just something about this city that brings out the best in people, but also it has so much to offer. And if the New York Jets and Dalvin Cook runs the football effectively, and then next thing you know, the people love him, and then money's going to come in endorsements, and people are going to want you to come to the kids' birthday party. And, and, and I can remember my brother getting about $25,000, $30,000 for an hour to show up at someone's birthday party. An hour, Amber, to I show mean, up stop, at stop someone's pitching. Birthday party. Stop Delvin on, on New York. What, what are you what? doing, Harry? I thought we were friends. You're supposed to be well, picking Delvin the Jets, on Miami. I picked the Jets to win the division. 
Oh, I picked the chance to win the division. We used to be friends. R.I.P. to our <laughs> friendship. Harry Douglas, Amber Wilson here with you on ESPNU and on ESPN Radio. The thing is, though, your brother ain't from New York, right? I yeah. mean, he's not from Miami. He's not from – he's from Atlanta, True. your brother. Yep. So he's coming into these new cities with a different vantage point. For Delvin Cook, he is from one of the places in terms of suitors that are after him. He is from Miami. He played high school at Miami Central. And so how bad do you want to be home if you're Delvin? And I always think we make too much out of that, frankly, with these guys, particularly NFL players. And you can clear this up on me. You played in the league for a decade. But – by my assessment, I'm looking at it from the outside looking in. Like, y'all are only doing this job for a certain amount of months a year, right? And there's plenty of players that still get to go home all off season and still get to go home to their house as well during their bye weeks and at different times, even during the regular season. And so I always feel like when we make this big deal about these guys wanting to live back home, that we're overstating it, particularly in that sport. I, I, I don't feel the same way. because. No? Okay. I was able to play in the city I grew up. I grew up in the team I grew up watching for my first seven years, mm-hmm. and I and it was one of the greatest blessings uh, of my life. Now I will also state though, just because someone is from an area doesn't mean it's a great thing for them to go home. It's all about how you're able to you know tailor those expectations from family members and friends and people that you've grown up with and. Uh, do you need a no man or are you strong enough to tell people no when it comes to certain things? Or can you remember why you're actually there to play football and football is first and not be distracted by all the glitz and glamours, uh, the, the, the things that, that can, you know, basically blind you from the task at hand. So it's not a good situation for everybody. For me personally, it was, and it meant everything. And it was such a blessing. I'll tell you, when I went to Tennessee for my, my last three years, and it was a blessing to be able in Tennessee, to be in Tennessee, but when I was able to go home every chance I got, that was a 35-minute flight for me, and I was back home. Because my, my wife and also my daughter, who was born at the time my second year, she had went back home for some time because that's where all her help was. So I wanted to be around my baby, and I wanted to be around my wife also. So I was getting back home every chance I, I actually had. Well, there's other considerations here other than just Delvin's from Miami. The Dolphins' approach would probably be more of a running back by committee approach because you do have Mostert. You do have Jeff Wilson there Mm -hmm. as well. And so you'd mix in Delvin Cook. Does Delvin like that because it saves him, right? There's not as much tread on the tires then? Or does Delvin not like it because he wants to shoulder more of the load? So I would imagine these are the sorts of things that he's considering beyond just the dollars. But what we do know is that he's got options. And what are those options now is apparently the New York Jets. Here's the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, on bringing in Dalvin Cook. Like I said, we'll never say no to a great player if it's uh, if the opportunity presents itself in the right way. So excited about him and his visit. Uh, it's really just being able to get have a conversation, get hands on him. I, I know he's got some things that uh, uh, medically that would have to check out and all that stuff. But uh, uh, again, excited about his. Uh, his visit and the chance to sit down and uh, talk with him. He's dynamic. He's a dynamic ball carrier. He's 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 been a, a dynamic ball carrier for a long time. He's great in the past game, and uh, so it's just a matter, of, like I said, of all the details of that. I'll, I'm not going to get too detailed, but he's you can't say no to a good football player. They usually find a way. 
Yeah, there are medical concerns here as well for Dalvin Cook that we haven't even mentioned. But of course, there's some excitement there from the prospect of bringing in Dalvin Cook. And Robert Sala did say that he consulted with Aaron Rodgers about this decision. He said that Aaron Rodgers has been playing in the league for as long as Robert Sala has been coaching football. And so because of that, he's going to give great deference to his quarterback. This feels like somebody that Aaron Rodgers wanted to bring into the mix. Well, especially when you're, you know, giving up $35 million, I would hope. Robert Sala would consult Aaron Rodgers and, and ask him how he feels about it. The yeah. person that just literally said, you know what, I'm going to take a $35 million pay cut. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be the right thing to do, Mr. Robert. Uh, yeah, seems like the right thing. It seems like the least you could do when he just handed you a bag, yeah. $35 million. But that's why he did it, right? He handed you back $35 million so you have more flexibility so maybe you can go and bring him in some additional help. Delvin Cook would certainly be that. Coming up next here with Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas, did Sean Payton cross the line in his comments about the former Broncos head coach? Uh-oh. We'll get into that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. As far as, you know, what we have going on here, I kind of live by saying if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. Obviously, we're doing something right if you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. Sean Payton's not shy about letting people know how he feels about things. If he gets asked a question, he's going to answer it bluntly. And I think that's what he was doing while also sending a message to everybody within his organization about what the culture is going to be moving forward. For a guy like Sean Payton, it was a small move by him. You don't have to mention his name. You don't have to mention the new Well, Sean Payton, now at the helm in Denver, felt very, very comfortable taking some shots at the former coaching staff there in Denver and the current coaching staff in New York. We will get to that in just a moment. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas hanging out with you, but you can always join the conversation here at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And that is where we find Allie in North Carolina who wants to comment on Harry's diet. Hey, Ali, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. I'm in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, Amber, uh, uh, I want to let you know that I want to settle two arguments. So first of all, uh, it is, it's Prince all day because he had a vault of music that he never released. And also, Harry is correct. Uh, fasting is a way of denying yourself. And it could be anything. It could be chocolate. It could be soda. It could be, you know, for me, I did what I did a no sugar fast and I lost 17 pounds. So it depends on what you, it, it could be vegetables, anything like that. So Harry, you are the winner. Sorry, guys. No, no. Is, is he still there? Is he still there? Did he hang up? I'm still here. Hey, I'm so, still here. So, so what's your ethnicity? 
Um, I, I um, I am. I'm from St. Lucia in the West Indies. Okay, all right. So Harry's trying to make this self, a cultural self-explanatory, right? Because he told me this is a cultural thing. This yeah. term fasting, because Nuno and I are saying yeah. fasting's not eating, and Harry's saying no, no. Fasting from this cultural perspective is just cutting whatever out that you feel like cutting. Yeah, because my pastor in church doesn't say, "Hey, I want you to start dieting, um, not using your cell phone often. I want you to start dieting, not doing something in your life that you want to try to remove." We we call it fasting. That's right. what we call well, it. I, I mean, you, you throw the church thing at me, you got me. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not going to argue with your pastor. <laughs> I know better than that. Also, Nathaniel Hackett might know better than arguing with Sean Payton, uh, but he might feel like arguing with Sean Payton because Sean Payton certainly just took some shots at Nathaniel Hackett. Sean Payton spoke to USA Today Sports in an interview that was posted yesterday. He had some interesting things to say about the former coaching staff there in Denver, calling it one of the worst in NFL history, Harry, just saying that now in Denver, they're trying to do the exact opposite of what they did last year in Denver under the Hackett regime. He even took a shot at Hackett's new team in the New York Jets, saying that they're just essentially trying to win the offseason and that we've seen that in the NFL before and it doesn't go well. So we'll see how it plays out in the regular season. Why do you think Sean Payton sounds so salty towards Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets? Well, Number one, I think he, he kind of wants to take some pressure off of his guys and, you know, put more on him. But I, I, I'm not cool with that. I, I, don't, I think what he did was Bush League, and I, I think he didn't have to do that. If you want to send a message and talk to your team, well, just send a message and talk to your team. Um, I, I didn't think he had to mention the New York Jets and mention Hard Knocks and then mention Nathaniel Hackett by name. I thought that was very small of a guy in Sean Payton who is a Super Bowl winner, who is uh, highly sought of when it comes to, you know, the coaching rankings in the National Football League, right? Nathaniel Hackett, a first-time head coach, was trying to find his way. Didn't do the best of jobs. And I think we all, as people, understood and knew how bad it was in Denver from Nathaniel Hackett coaching. We didn't need Sean Payton to come out and tell us all that something that we already had known. But also, focus on your own team. Right, Because you're trying to lead this team to the playoffs. You're trying to get this team to have a different mindset. I don't think you need to belittle Nathaniel Hackett or talk about the Jets organization in order to do so. I'm a former player, and honestly, if, if, if I was watching that from my head coach, I'll be looking at him kind of sideways and like, and say, basically, you could have just told us this in a damn team meeting room. You could have told us this uh, after practice when we're all huddled up together. I, 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 him broadcasting it across all – media networks and people to, like writing stories about it. I'm, I'm just not cool with that. He just certainly didn't need to belittle Nathaniel Hackett. In fact, I think I feel like the five wins already belittles Nathaniel Hackett from last season, right? Yep. Or the fall off that we saw from a Hall of Fame quarterback, future Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson under Nathaniel Hackett. But I do think that's exactly why Sean Payton is doing this. Sean Payton is doing this because he's trying to support that guy. He's trying to support Russell Wilson. And he's trying to breathe confidence back into Russell Wilson coming off of easily the worst <laughs> season in his entire career. I'm You're laughing. laughing. I'm laughing because if he wants to breathe confidence in him, to tell him not to watch the damn film from 2022. 
But couldn't some of that be coaching? I mean, now I know you've talked about this time and again. You've watched the film and you're talking about the overthrows, the misses. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett was not out there on the field throwing the football. But how do you explain the fall off for a guy, again, a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson for the decade that he did spend in Seattle to the season that he spent in Denver at 33 years old? Not 43 years old, Harry. 33 years old last season. Well, no, I mean, everything plays its part into this. And we also can't ignore the simple fact of what we've been hearing the last year or so from players that and coaches that have played with, you know, um, Russell Wilson while he was there in Seattle. Right. We, let's not just act like the Legion of Boom wasn't a big part of the success in Seattle. That defensive line that they had wasn't a big part of the success in Seattle. I understand Russell Wilson played his part. But when you look at some of the things that transpired last year, one of the things that knocked him when he was in Seattle, holding the football too long. If you hold the football too long, yes, you're going to get sacked. Now, I'm not excusing that offensive line because they were terrible last season. But if you're Russell Wilson and you understand that you might not have the best offensive line, stop holding the damn football. Get rid of the football. But also, when you have an opportunity and you have guys wide open, you have a guy running a flat route to the sidelines, don't throw the ball over his head. Hit him in the stomach. Or when you have a tight end going down the seam route wide open, don't throw the ball in the dirt or throw the ball over his head. Or if you have a chance for K.J. Hamler to score a touchdown and win a game and he's butt naked wide open and Russell Wilson doesn't even look at him and K.J. Hamler slams his helmet down on the ground because he's frustrated, that tells me all I need to know about last year and Russell Wilson. He wasn't the leader that we thought he was because he couldn't galvanize those guys, especially when things started to go wrong, right? Don't, don't tell me about when things are going right. I want to see how much can you lead when things are going wrong and can you have the troops follow you because of your leadership. That's not what happened last year in Denver. Well, Sean Payton wants you to know that Russell Wilson's going to be able to get it together because he's got plenty left in the tank. We've heard him say that numerous times. He certainly has supported Russell Wilson at every turn. And then he specifically did take more shots and not just Nathaniel Hackett's treatment of Russell Wilson, but also general manager George Payton's treatment of Russell Wilson himself. He went on to tell USA Today, oh man, there's so much dirt around that. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall. Shoot. They couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. End quote. Well, let me say this. Pre-snap penalties. I understand being able to get a play call in. But if offensive lineman jumps off sides, uh, we're going to blame the head coach for the offensive lineman not being disciplined and staying well, his ass on Not being able to get the, the play goals in, though. Yeah, but I like understand that. Issue. But what does that have to do with a false start, though? A I mean, false start. We, we are talking about a 12-year vet now at the helm, right, in Denver. Like, Russell Wilson wasn't no, some No, we're talking about the entire offense right now. We're talking about the entire offense. Right, and some of that's going to need to fall on the coaching staff. I just, I have a hard time believing that Russell Wilson falls off that cliff 
just because suddenly Russell Wilson's bad. Now, there are some signs. Like, he, he changed OCs in, what was it, 21 in Seattle, and that was when he started to decline. And so maybe some of it was schematic before that, during his tenure in Seattle. But from this, Harry, and if you're not watching on television, this is not a, 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 the great audio visual right now, but my, my hands are all the way in the air. From this <laughs> to that. And now my hands are all the way down, as far as I can get them, and still stay within the range here of our camera i mean from this to that harry like that well, is I, the fall and, and, and i understand like You've never seen it before nathaniel hackett played a role in that but yeah, how I, much I, money I, is russell wilson getting paid amber can somebody tell me how much he's getting paid that's fine but he's still okay. needs a competent coaching staff. i so understand we'll that we're about to get our answer make your I plays think, when the plays present themselves i don't think either of us think that sean payton is an incompetent coach in any way so we're about to see how much of it's russell wilson how much of it is the coaching staff. Coming up next, Bryce Young has been named the Panthers starting quarterback, but was it the right decision? ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This is ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 a day. Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Carolina Panthers. Blue 58! Go! This is David Newton covering the Panthers. Rookie quarterback Bryce Young was Carolina's top story during offseason workouts, and the top pick of a draft remains at in camp. While the job is his to lose, Young has to prove in pads against multiple defenses. His ability to process and make plays translates into the NFL to show he's ready to be the day one starter and make this a playoff team. Coach Frank Wright believes with a line back intact and weapons such as running back Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen that he's created a roster that will allow Young to flourish. But he still has to see it, particularly in joint practices against the Jets. Said Wright, you get to OTAs, it's great. You get a good look at people. But you really don't know until you put the pads on. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 days on ESPN Radio. Well, it can't be much worse, Harry than the way it started last season for the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers started the season one and four under Matt Rule and then a coaching change. Steve Wilkes comes in as the interim head coach. They go six and six under Steve Wilkes. And now Frank Reich at the helm. I forgot about this song, by the way. <laughs> Carolina. I mean, taking me back. Just saying. Me and you both. <laughs> right? That was a banger. 
Uh, but I, I'll say this. When it, when it comes to Carolina, and I, I think choosing Bryce Young was the right decision. I was able to cover him in college football. I actually interviewed him on ESPN Radio the year he won the Heisman. And you talk about a sense of maturity and just being – Older than what his age actually is. And if you want a guy and you're going to draft that guy number one overall and he's going to be the franchise quarterback of your of your team, you want him to have that demeanor. Now, that demeanor that he has off the football field is the same that he has on the football field. When you talk about cool, calm, and collected, a guy that, you know, if the play breaks down, he can create. He doesn't scramble to run. He scrambles and continues to keep his eyes downfield. But he can play from the pocket. I know a lot of people talk about his size, but he can play from the pocket and he played in the SEC where you had some tough competition and also a lot of guys going into the National Football League year in and year out. But this is the National Football League, and guys are bigger, stronger, faster, and better. I just think when it comes to a supporting cast, their offensive line is going to be better. Um, I thought they made some strides a season ago. You brought in free agent Miles Sanders, who had a phenomenal year with the Philadelphia Eagles, so the run game has to be up to standard to help this young quarterback. And you brought in some veteran receivers in Adam Thiele and DJ Shark and uh, Hayden Hurst at the tight end position. So I think collectively this team has to help Bryce Young, right? I understand he's the number one overall pick, but what does all, you know, young quarterbacks who get drafted high by these teams need? The supporting cast to be able to, you know, help them along the way as well. But defensively, I think his defense more than anything. His defense can't be the defense that we've seen last year that was 22nd in total defense and also 22nd versus the pass. They have the DNA to be a great defense. 2021, this was the number two overall defense mm-hmm. in fourth versus the pass. So the DNA is there, and they understand what that success looks like. But in 2023, if you want this young quarterback to be phenomenal and you want this team to thrive, the defense has to play like they did in 2021 and not like 2022. And they're going to have a new 3-4 scheme under Avero, and we'll see what that does. There's a lot of new for this team, right? There's yep. a lot of new for this team on both sides of the ball. New coaching staff, new head coach, and you mentioned it. This conversation, of course, always starts with the brand-new quarterback. Miles Sanders, as you said, helps him. Chubba Hubbard absolutely helps him as well. He's got the help in the backfield. But is he going to have the time to develop? And I think that's what we're going to find in Carolina. But he also has the help, Harry, in terms of the schedule. This is one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, or it should shape out to be, because this team finds itself in one of the very weakest divisions, if not the weakest division in the league. And this is your division. Obviously, you played for the Falcons. You're a Falcons fan. But this division is wide open. And so can Carolina, because of where they find themselves sitting in the division, because they face only six playoff teams from last season on Mm -hmm. this schedule. And oh, by the way, one of those playoff teams was the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are expected, of course, to take a big step back. So maybe only five playoff teams, really, that we can count from last season on this schedule for Carolina. Can they, because of where they're sitting and because of that schedule, afford Bryce Young to become the Bryce Young that we did see in college and the whole reason that Carolina ended up taking him at number one? Well, I will say this. I'm not going to sit up here and say they can't win a division because I believe they can. And I think it's going to be between the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, and also the Carolina Panthers. And I think whichever team decides that they want to take that jump and you know ascend to the next level, that's who's going to win the division. The thing about it, when you look at Carolina's schedule, well, guess what? The Falcons and also the New Orleans Saints, they have two of the uh, easiest schedules in the National Football League as well. So you have three teams that, you know, kind of similar schedules. And let bygones be bygones, whoever wins it, wins it. But I think when when you have a guy like Bryce Young and a a quarterback 
um, of his caliber at that position, even though he's young, you give yourself a chance. And like I mentioned, defensively, they already know what that success looks like. Um, I think if it's one thing I'm worried about this team, I think it's the explosiveness at the wide receiver position because I don't see it. They don't have that guy, that, in my opinion, that can just take the top off at any given time. But I think you know throughout the years and as the future begins to move uh, forward, they will bring in more, more people like that. I know a few of those coaches up there in Carolina, and I talk to them all the time. And when I mean they rave about Bryce Young and his intelligence and uh, the ability to process information and how he's already, you know, grab a hold of the playbook, it's top notch. And you match that up with his play on the football field, which is undeniable. And I think they can do something special. It's going to be a dogfight, though, with the other two teams in the division. Adam Thielen, obviously, on that team. That's uh, going to be Bryce Young's number one, DJ Chark. But you're right. In terms of weapons, it's a building team, though, right? I mean, whenever yep. you bring in the number one big at the yep. quarterback position, you are building. Now, you're building on top of something. I mentioned that 6-6 six and six finish for this team under Steve Wilkes. We talked about the talent that this team does have defensively. So I don't feel like Bryce Young is starting where some of these number one picks end up having to start. And the easy schedule certainly will make it a bit easier for his development. Now, he will get some tests. Don't get me wrong. I mean, no schedule in the NFL is easy peasy, right? I mean, he's going to be on the road against the Jags. He's going to be on the road against the Dolphins. He's going to be on the road against the Seahawks. He is going to be tested. But again, you're talking about a schedule that Bryce Young is going to see the Texans. He's going to see the Colts. He's going to see the Bears. He's going to see the Titans on that schedule. And he's going to have an opportunity here at home to develop his game more and rely on that help in the backfield with Sanders and with Hubbard. So I I feel like that Carolina isn't as far away because of where they're playing, because of where that division is, because of where that conference is generally. They aren't as far away as some teams that just were able to take the number one overall pick starts. I'm not saying they're going to actually get anything done this season. I'm surprised that you think that they are in a position that they could win the division. But I guess when you consider the competition there – then it's not the craziest thing that's ever been said by any means. Well, yeah, you, well, you look at last year, right, in this team, um, I think the the second place to last place team in the division, everyone went 7-10, and 10, right? And under Steve Wilkes, under his leadership, we've seen some more promise from this team. But we got to remember not, not too long ago, just two years before, I, I continue to mention their defense. Their defense was the second best defense in the National Football League. So the DNA is actually there. Um, I just think when it comes to – the guy surrounding Bryce Young, can Adam Thielen be that security blanket for him? Can Hayden Hurst be great? You know, can DJ Shark be that guy that uh, that Bryce Young can count on? Uh, also, the other young guys that they have on their team, can Terrence Marshall Jr. make that jump? He was another guy that played at LSU alongside Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, and I love this game when he was at LSU. Can he take that next step and really start to ascend from the wide receiver position uh, and also grow and build with Bryce Young because both of those guys are young? So a lot of question marks. And the offensive line, the offensive line has to be phenomenal. Um, I think they, they made some some solid moves over the last two years in bringing guys in, especially last year, and, and, and drafting the year before last as well. So I think that offensive line could be decent for Bryce Young moving forward. And that O-line is going to be of the utmost importance for you and I not to have to sit here all through the season talking about the size of Bryce Young. So I'm hoping <laughs> from that perspective that that O-line holds up. <laughs> Harry Douglas, he told us he fasts earlier. He's in the zone. 
by fasting. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If you miss that or anything here on the show, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Coming up next, we open up the phone lines to you. We want you to join the conversation. Triple eight, say ESPN. Whatever you have for us, bring us your hottest takes. 888-729-3776. Things are about to get wild. This is ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Countdown to kickoff rolls on. 41 days until the NFL season begins. But this is either an enormous success or a disaster. Relax. Continuing coverage. Take one, Barkley. Oh, my goodness. Camp to camp, team to team. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. I am not R-E-A or R-E-L-A. I'm playing. I'm playing under the weather, guys. I am sick. My brain isn't working. I'm not relaxed. Okay. That's my point. I'm not relaxed. Unlike Aaron Rodgers. Tell us why. Why, are you, why are you not relaxed, Amber? Tell Dalvin us why. Cook's out here, Harry Douglas, on Good Morning Football this morning, apparently oh. saying the possibility of him signing with the Jets <gasps> pretty high. That's not what I. That's not what the Dolphins fan in me wants to hear. Like, come on, Dalvin. Oh my god! What happened goodness. to three hundred five till I die, Dalvin? What happened to that? I bet you said that numerous times when you played football at Miami Central. Look at you now. Wow! I just forgot your roots. Forgot where you came from. It's like that sometimes. See, Dalvin, you have to do what's best for you and your career and your life. You can't. You can't live you do what's your best life for, Amber Wilson for what everyone said. else wants you to do, Dalvin. <laughs> the same advice I gave Saquon. Saquon said, "You know what? Let me go ahead and take this money. Go ahead, go into the training camp and get things started." Dalvin Cook, do what's best for you. And if what's best for you jets, is coming down to the 305. But we have that sound now because we have a very hardworking team behind the scenes here at ESPN. We appreciate all of you. They turned around the sound in record time. Delvin Cook, the free agent running back on Good Morning Football today on his possibility of signing with the Jets. I think they're pretty high, man. I think I think we're in a position of, of you know, a team that's building something special. And I want to be a part of something special, mm-hmm. you know, as a player. And I want to add to just whatever they got going on. So I think the the possibility is high right now, you know, of, of getting things done. Oh. Come on, man. Oh, 
Oh, Amber Wilson, I know this is not how you wanted to start your Friday because I'm you are a Dolphins fan. I'm already sick today, Harry, and that just made me feel even sicker. Uh, that's you know the reality what? of the situation. No, no, no. No, no. Can you play that one more time oh, for us? Come on. Play that one more time. I want to make sure I heard it correctly. I think they're pretty high, man. I think I think we're in a position of, of you know, a team that's building something special, and I want to be a part of something mm-hmm. special, you know, as a player. And I want to add to just whatever they got going on. So I think the the possibility is high right now, you know, of, of getting things done. Oh, wow. He didn't say it's a for sure, though. You know, he left a window. That, maybe this is just a negotiating tactic for the Dolphins. Or maybe he's fasting from being in Miami. <laughs> Well, a lot of people need a fast, fast after spending some time in, in Miami. Miami. But all of this is possible because Aaron Rodgers handed 35 mil back to the New York Jets. It's why they have the salary cap flexibility to go ahead and consider bringing in Delvin Cook. Here was Delvin Cook on what Rodgers taking a pay cut showed him. I feel like that's the guy you want to be with. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it feel like. Um, no, we date back to Tom Brady days, like when he was, you know, didn't make as much, you know, yeah. but he was, he wanted what he wanted around him. And that's what it was. And I think Aaron's at a spot where he just want to go win. He want to go prove to everybody, you know, I'm in a big city. We're going to go win and get this thing done. And I, you know, you appreciate a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And you, and you go put it on the line for a guy like that. Mm. You All go, right, you know. You go put it on the line for a guy like that. Like, he's talking like, I know I'm going to sign with the Jets. My goodness. goodness, Amber, what you going to do about this? I, I mean, you know who didn't have to hand back $35 million to his team? The guy who's still on the rookie deal and hasn't yet gotten any sort of extension into a tug of a low. Okay? He didn't have to hand back the money to his team for that cap flexibility. That cap flexibility is already there. Well, I would say this. Maybe, you know, the injury history of Tua might be, you know, swaying. Oh, stop. Dalvin Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. You want to cite the injury MVPs, history of a dude in his with mid-20s? Four MVPs, a Super Bowl win under his belt, and one of the a best throwers. Super Bowl throwers. was a decade ago. we got to stop talking about that Super no, Bowl. No, it was a no, decade I, ago. I won't because I was a part of the run that he went on. Because I had the number one seed with the Atlanta Falcons, and he came into the Georgia Dome at the time and beat the hell out of us. Oh, and maybe, then not only that. Maybe he, you should have played harder, Harry, well, and then we wouldn't have to talk about well, his Some things are out of, out of your control. <laughs> some things are out of your control. <laughs> They're out of your control, Amber. Aaron Rodgers, it was just, that was his year. They squeaked into the playoffs, had the last seed, wild card spot, and they go on to win the Super Bowl by finishing beating the Steelers and that phenomenal defense in the Super Bowl. Oh, man, and we're still talking about it a decade later. I know Super Bowls are forever, but it has been a long time since we saw Aaron Rodgers win one. one It has been a long time. It's okay. It's It's been a long time ever. That's fine. He's not one of the best postseason quarterbacks ever by any means. He has underperformed in the postseason far more often than not. Let's be real about that. How many does the Dolphins have? We are (laughs) talking right now. About Aaron Rodgers and the I'm New York shots. I'm taking Jets. Shots. I apologize. So I apologize. again, Delvin Cook on Good Morning Football this morning, apparently making it sound like a high probability that he is signing with the New York Jets. This is that be will fun. be fun to deal this, with this, within this, the same division. This division is going to be fun because, oh, yeah. you know, fun Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets fan. and the Dolphins and what they added to their team, the Bills who've won the division the last few years, uh, the New England Patriots, yeah, I just, I'm just not going to throw them by the bedside. They have a top eight defense. So this division is really going to be fun to watch. Oh, I mean, it might be the easily the best 
division in the league, uh, which is just my luck. That is a long-suffering Dolphins fan for two decades when this thing was a total trash division that the Patriots benefited from for two entire decades. Now, all of a sudden, when the Dolphins are good, so is everybody else, except for the Patriots. We're taking your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's where we find our friend Matt. Matt is in Atlantic City. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call again. Go ahead. Yeah, good morning, uh, Amber. Good morning, Harry. I think the uh, Vikings will forever regret getting rid of uh, Dalvin Cook here. Um, at first, I thought he was going to go to Miami, but I think with Aaron Rodgers' lever now, giving up $35 million, I could see him in, the, in a Jets uniform. Think about it. You have Dalvin Cook in the, as, as a Jet. You have Saquon Barkley back with the New York Giants. I think that's going to be great for the New York market. Amber, do not worry. Your Dolphins will be fine. They got Tua, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey will come back strong, so they will be just fine. Amber, feel better. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you. I like uh, well, that they, encouragement. They, I like, I like that. the encouragement, I like although that. he mentioned Jalen Ramsey there, and they don't, in fact, have Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> at, la- at least not for a period of time, because the Dolphins are going to Dolphin. Let's take another call. Terrence. Terrence calls us from Georgia. Hey, Terrence, thanks for the call again. Go ahead. Hey guys, how are you? Amber, a little, little early you for you, Terrence. A little early for you. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm following you around the dial. I got to keep up with your schedule. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think that it's not fair to Dak Prescott that uh, he's been singled out for 17 interceptions when uh, Josh Allen threw 17 interceptions. I think it's just totally unfair. So a lot of people now, the conversation around Dak, Harry, is about the accuracy, right? Because I think he had 15 last season. He's right that Josh Allen at one point had 17. But with Dak, it does feel like a conversation now that follows him. And one that Dak himself has addressed. Because Dak felt felt the need to come out before the season and say, I'm not going to throw double-digit interceptions next season, which is something he's done uh, numerous times in his career. Well, I would say this. Well, if... Let's just say let's just take away four or five because I think you could put four or five on receivers or tight ends, right? That's but true. It, Is but, that true with every yeah, interception yeah. stat for quarterbacks? Exactly. Like, and they showed one yesterday uh, or two days ago at practice where it literally hit the receivers in the hands and they got picked off. And just reading the comments of people, oh, here go Dak being Dak again. I'm like, how in the hell can you even – tell me you don't know about football without really telling me you don't know about football if you consider that Dak Prescott's fault. Right. I mean, if you put it right there and the dude drops it, then really it shouldn't be a stat that counts against you. We know it it does, at least just in terms of the box score. But you're right in terms of evaluating the quarterback. People are still, though, going to evaluate Dak that that way. We are wrapping things up here. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas, ESPN Radio, rolls on next. This is ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.